Welcome to the Health in Motion podcast. I'm your host, Evie Takis. I'm a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner who loves to help people achieve their wellness goals they once thought were impossible to reach. I am the owner of Holistically Restored, and through my coaching practice, I have been able to guide my clients through their own health journeys and teach them to truly understand their body. With a focus on hormone, thyroid, and weight management, I strive to instill the knowledge, confidence, and encouragement everyone deserves. If you enjoy this content, I'd love for you to subscribe and also leave a review on Apple Podcast. Please tell your friends, family, or anyone who is curious about bettering themselves in a holistic way. The more, the merrier. Please keep in mind this podcast is created for educational purposes only and is not to be taken as medical advice. I am so happy you're here and ready to learn. Let's do it. All right, you can do this. Welcome back to the Health Emotion Podcast. This is the first episode of what I hope to be more consistent episodes. Um, I have been waiting to record this episode until I felt like I had a good grasp on how to verbalize what I have been feeling and experiencing for months and probably even years, if I'm being honest. Um, I announced a couple weeks ago, maybe it was a month ago at this point on social media that I have been navigating a divorce. And it's something that wasn't something that I actually planned to kind of come out and say, because I've always cringed at stuff like that. Like when celebrities are like, it is, you know, we'd like to inform you that we've decided to separate. We still have so much love for each other. And I always kind of rolled my eyes at that. But then, like, I also kind of get it because when you tell people over and over again, like, oh, like I'm I'm divorced or we got divorced, like you have to relive that moment over and over again. I hope I did it in a way that was like, hey, this happened I plan to talk about how I dealt with the grief or how I am dealing with the grief because I think this will be an ongoing thing mainly because it's really kind of rattled the way that I view myself and the way that I want to show up for other people. And so, and I think in a good way, it's made me question that. And so I don't necessarily know if there's an end point um, to the learnings and the teachings that I'm trying to gather from this experience. So um, I just wanted to release this episode as the like, I'm back because I haven't really been in a space to release an episode yet or put forth the effort into these episodes, to be quite honest. I have quite a few recorded, uh, which, you know, I'm excited to start releasing, but I've had to really dig deep into working through the healing process and dissecting what happened and how I can be better and all that stuff. And I just needed to trim the fat, which you've heard me say before of, you know, I got, I had to get rid of the extra things that I didn't need to be focusing in on. So I do want to start this episode by saying that this is not the episode in which you're going to hear me share details or speak badly about anyone or act like I'm a victim. Um, I've kept an immense sense of gratitude and love for what my marriage was for my ex-husband throughout this entire process. With that being said, the purpose of this episode is to share what I did to take care of myself and the lessons that I've learned while navigating this grief. Because grief comes in all forms and it's going to come at different times and we all experience it at some point because, after all, it is part of the human experience. So I also had to accept that I probably would miss something worth noting in this episode because it's kind of hard to list everything out since I'm still 
looking for ways to adjust to my new life and navigating that because that's really what it is. It's a new life. I have to look at everything as this new version of myself. So I'm going to try my best to share those lessons and the takeaways so that way it's most beneficial to you and hopefully to somebody else. I've made the past few months, um, you know, really about like, what can I lean into to take care of myself, even if it's not something that I'm used to doing or that I otherwise would do. And it's just helped me come out of the thick of the divorce. And so some of the takeaway things that I've done are I've just allowed myself to wing it. <laughs> I I love my lists, but there is no rule book here. I can tell you that. Um, I've never navigated anything like this before in my life. It's nothing that's happened to my immediate family. So like I had no one to be like, yeah, we know when I went through that, it was more of like, a, wait, what's happening? What are we doing? Like, wait, what? And so I just was like, well, I'm just going to handle this the best way that I know how. And that's kind of what I'm sharing here of like, I've kind of winged it and every week feels a little bit different, but every week consistently also is on the up, which is nice. Like there's a trending up that's happening. Even if day to day, I'm kind of like, eh, I'm crumbling again. So that's been kind of nice. You got to take that 30,000 foot view and zoom out and look and be like, okay, like things might feel kind of crazy right now, but compared to three weeks ago, you're doing really well. So that's been helpful to have that perspective too. And then I've prayed. I mean, I, I mean, I, I pray regularly anyways, but just praying and just um, kind of like not even for ant, just for peace and for comfort. Right. It, at this point, it's like it, it is what it is. Like what what is happening is happening. It's, you know, my doing it's our doing. It's all these things like I just want to pray for some sort of peace for everybody involved because that's what I want. Right. I don't want people to be hurting. And I know that hurt is involved in this. Absolutely. But you know, can we find some sort of peace and love within this as well? And this is not going to be a surprise to you, but moving my body, I will always, always repeat this moving, moving, moving. That is how we move emotions out. I talk about emotions, E dash motions. We move emotions through motion. We have to change our physical state in order to shift our emotional state. So I'd go on so many walks. I've lifted weights. I've done stretching. I've rolled around. I've rocked back and forth. I mean, whatever I could do, I've I've kept my body in a lot of motion. And some of it that feels weird for me. Like I've had a bunch of dance parties, which that's not super weird, but like, you know, just things that I'm like, I haven't done this in forever or I haven't moved my body like this, but I just needed to move because if I stay stagnant, all that emotion just like bubbles up and it feels like it's going to suffocate me. And I felt like I was suffocating for such a long time that like I can't do it anymore. So moving is very, very um, important there. I also, again, hopefully not surprising, focused on nourishment. And I know it's easy to want to eat your feelings and find comfort food and get lost in the, you know, the sleeve of Oreos, but that's only going to make you feel worse. Like it is. I don't, I've never talked to anybody that's like, yep, I felt amazing after that. Like maybe like emotionally for about 10 minutes and then physically you feel like shit. And then emotionally in about 30 to 40 minutes, you're like, why did I do that? So, you know, focusing on whole foods, things that don't come in boxes, three main meals a day, you know, not like I didn't give myself permission to have things that were comforting. Absolutely, I did. And I've had some really good meals lately. But like, I'm looking at my food as medicine. And I'm like, if I'm if I'm needing healing from this, you know, almost surgery of my life, which I'm taking things out and putting new things into my life, that's a surgery, then I need medicine. And what is medicine? Food. 
And so that's why I've been looking at it like that, you know, and sugar and treats, those are just like sad chemicals. Those are the, those are the weeds and I don't want those in my body. So I'm not going to feed myself things that's going to foster that. At some point, you just have to look at yourself of like, is this hurting me or helping me? And most of the time eating those sorts of foods is hurting you. So I really focused in on nourishment and I allowed myself to do less because I was dealing with more. So I cut back on some of my extra work hours. I cut back on certain commitments. I started telling people, no, I stopped answering the phone and I stopped answering text messages. Okay, I would get back to people, but like, you know, not right away. I have this, um, I still struggle with the whole thing of like, just because I am accessible doesn't mean I'm available. So, you know, I'm someone who's like, oh, I'll call back right away or I'll text them right back. And it's like, no, no, no. Like if you need a day because you just can't do it, take a day and that's fine. So I really practiced that. I would sit and stare at the wall for hours, right? Like I would just kind of sit, I'd stare off, I'd stare outside. Like I would just kind of let myself do nothing and let myself exist without a plan. And I knew that that was temporary for me. So that's why I was like, it's okay to do that because it is very unlikely, unlikely, unlike me to do that. But I just told myself it's okay to be unproductive because the truth is that unproductive leisure is just as important as productive stuff. So I let myself do that. And then again, I really went hard into therapy. Um, I think therapy is only as helpful as you are honest. And so I was very honest in my therapy sessions, which was extremely difficult to do because who wants to admit that they're going through something that, you know, is difficult and they feel really guilty about or that they are really scared about. Like, that's not easy to talk about. But if you've listened to the podcast episode with my therapist, Scott, then you know he's amazing. Um, But, you know, talking it out with him, sharing my guilt, stating my fears, crying in front of him because I felt so lost, you know. I I know that I would not be where I am right now without my therapy, 100%. And I'm so thankful for him and I'm so thankful for the idea of therapy and the concept and that it's accessible to me because I just know that that's something that's been very helpful for me because he's helped put a lot of things into perspective for me too. And it's not like we have pity parties or anything like that, but it's more of like, let's talk about that. Or, you know, what is something that you've noticed from that? Or how can we, you know, how does that show up in other parts of your life? And how does that translate? And how can we do better later? And like all those things. And so in that too, I've also explored the different dynamics that I tend to play in relationships and how those patterns have led me to where I am, right? It's been really interesting to explore things like attachment styles and things from my upbringing that have maybe led to why I am the way that I am and uncovering those and unlearning things and relearning. And there's just been a lot of effort on my part. And I don't say that to toot my own horn, but like I'm just trying really hard to be better about that stuff because I know it's worth it. And I know that the people in my life deserve that version of me. And I'm just uh, I'm just really thankful that I have someone being able to like illuminate that for me. So you know, my therapist has been great. Family and friends have been amazing. They're the real MVPs. I mean, they've been checking on me. And again, like, I don't think that like it's someone's role to fix you or to fix the situation, but just those like, hey, I'm thinking about you texts, like those went so far for me. I mean, I can't tell you how many times my friends would just be like, hey, just checking in or hey, have a great day or hey, you know, just want to let know I'm thinking about you. That to me is almost more effective than like, you know, well, let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. Because you also get to the point where you're like, I'm done talking about it. There's nothing more for me to say. I'm just frustrated and I'm mad and I'm sad. And I'm tired and all those things. And so just that little you know, effort of like, I'm just thinking about you. 
that really went a long way. And I really appreciate that. And, you know, one other thing I let myself do is just be messy, right? I tend to be a tidy person for the most part. I mean, I have my moments, but um, I, you know, got lazy with my chores. I let the pile of laundry sit there for a week. I let the dishes kind of accumulate. I, you know, let myself be loose with my normal rigid schedule. Like I wasn't doing morning walks all the time or I wasn't getting to bed on time or in like at first I was like, man, this isn't good. This is counterintuitive. But I was also like, this is temporary. Again, it's all temporary. Let yourself have a little bit of time to not be so rigid with everything because you're so on it all the other times that it's okay to give yourself a little bit of that leeway. So that was something I really wanted to work on for myself. And that I think was helpful because then I got to the point where I was like, all right, I'm craving some more like structure. And that was really exciting for me to get back into my, um, get back into my schedule and things like that. Um, and with that being said, allowing myself to kind of be messy, I also allowed myself to feel any emotion when it came up. Again, I had to compartmentalize during work and when I was out in the community, but all bets were off when I was home. I mean, I, if I started crying at home, that was fine. I started crying at a workout and you better believe I let it happen. Um, you know, shout out to the trainer that saw me crying and that woman just she just looked at me with like the sweetest look in her eyes and kind of like gave me a nod. And like as if she knew or something like I, that was really. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's not like I was causing a scene, but it was just more of like she saw me. She looked at me and I was just like, yep, this is happening. And she was just kind of like, you know, there, there type of thing. But again, like when you stay quiet for so long. And your body is holding that. It's just begging for a release. And I'm telling you, moving physically. Was that release for me? Anytime I would move my body, walking, lifting weights, dancing, anything like that, it was like tears instantly came out. And it was such a testament to how much I had been holding inside that my body was just asking to get out. And I'm so glad that I gave it permission to do that instead of hiding it and repressing it even more because that would definitely lead to worse things that I don't want in my life. So I just let myself do that in the safety of whatever environment I was in. And it felt so good. The other thing I did a lot was journaled. I mean, if you know me, I'm a journaler. I've burned through some of those pages. Like I just have journaled and journaled and I carry them with me everywhere and write down whatever I needed to when I needed it. And, you know, because holding all that stuff in my head and in my heart, again, that weighs on you, that's too much of a weight to carry, you know? So I wanted to like write things and then also like get rid of them and get rid of that um, existence. And so we did like a, like a, a fire ceremony, if you will. Um, I had a retreat in Hocking Hills, Ohio, not too long ago. And the night before all the participants came, the facilitators and I, we kind of like talked about different identities that we've had, different beliefs that we've held about ourselves. I had some remnants of the past that just will not serve me anymore. And I just burned that shit. And it was so cathartic. And I, you know, leading up to it, I was like, eh, I don't know, we'll see. Like, this might be kind of weird or like kind of tacky or I don't know. But then I got there in front of the fire and I was just looking at it and I was feeling all the things. And I was like, all right, we're doing this. And so I just, you know, with gratefulness in my heart, this gratitude for what life was and just this hope for what is to come, I just dropped all that stuff in the fire and it was like this weight instantly came off of me. So, if you haven't done anything like that, I do recommend it. Um, the other thing I did practically was I did cold plunges weekly. So I've talked about cold plunges multiple times on this podcast. Scroll through, find them. 
many benefits. But the reasons I did that mainly was because one, it feels like me and I wanted to do things that felt like me. Two, um, it helps with my breath work. So I wanted to make sure that I was breathing properly and it really helps uh, regulate that nervous system, right? So making sure that I'm focused on my breath. And because I had so many other things that I was focused on, for such a long time, I like the cold plunge because in that moment, that is the only thing that I'm thinking about. I can only think about my breath and I can only think about my breathing. And that just quieted the noise that I had outside of that tub. And so I just really felt drawn to doing that. Doing that, And it was really, really helpful and beneficial. Um, another thing I did was, I've said this before multiple times, but I allowed myself to be grateful for what was, knowing that what's to come is even better, right? I believe that. I think you have to believe that. Um, and you have to make that happen with your choices and your actions. But, you know, my marriage was beautiful in a lot of ways. And it's a disservice to act like that it wasn't the case. And that just because it ends, it doesn't take away the beauty that it was and that it held for years. And so it's like you have to have that gratitude for what that was in your life and the role that it played and the person that was in your life and knowing that, okay, it's time to move on and it's time for both of us to move on. And because letting go means letting go, right? If if you say you're going to let go, then you've got to do it. You can't keep checking in. You can't keep doing all that other stuff. Like letting go means letting go. But letting go also means that you can do that with such gratitude in your heart and love for somebody and for something that was. And that was something that I've really tried to lean into. And something that I've done with other people, too, is that I've stopped over explaining myself. And which kind of sounds funny because I'm like, is this a version of over explaining? But I don't think it is. Um, but the thing is, like, no one needed to hear details except me and my ex-husband. And, you know, like, that's our business. That was our situation. And over explaining and trying to validate and trying to like give people reasons like that's exhausting. It took a lot of effort and it's not appropriate, right? I have no need to please you and to answer your questions for something that is personal to me. And so I really was able to stand up and keep that boundary. And that's really good for me because, again, I, I'm always working on having stronger boundaries. So this was a really, um, really, uh, I guess, w- good way for me to practice that. Because ultimately, it wasn't helping anyone. It made me feel worse, and it's not appropriate. So I just had to kind of work through that, too. Um, And then one other thing that through the journaling that I had to do was I had to work on forgiving myself myself for the role in this hardship. Um, Again, I'm not playing the victim. I'm not acting like I'm blameless or anything like that. I definitely played a role as, you know, that's part of what happens in a relationship, But, you know, I had to hold up a mirror to myself and really look at myself and ask, how did I get here? What can I learn from this? How can I make sure I don't repeat the same patterns? What part of me needs to be worked on to make sure I come out of this better? And I had to learn to forgive myself for my mistakes and also recognize that excuses are not the same things as reasons, right? I think a lot of times we might make excuses for ourselves of, oh, I said that because of that or I did that because of that. And it's like, well, hold on. Again, we need to be adults here. And we really need to look at like, is that an excuse or is this a reason? And really being able to differentiate the two is really important. That's something that I've um, been trying to do as, you know, I've been working through this. And again, therapy has been really helpful with that, too, because I extend so much empathy and forgiveness towards others. And I wasn't doing that to myself. And I just kept saying, like, well, that's an excuse that you did that or that's an excuse you said it that way. And it's like, well, wait a second. No, I think there's actually a reason. And what is the reason? And, you know, how do I work on that? So that's been something that's been really necessary and helpful for me. And this is actually a really good tangible one for me that hopefully can be helpful for you is I changed up my routines, and my physical appearance of my home. 
So I avoid the routines that we did together and I switch things up. So for example, I might use a different bathroom to get ready in or I might go a different route you know, on my walk or um, I might have a new wind down space in my house. Like instead of doing it here or we did it together, I do it here or like I've never done that with you. So that way it doesn't feel like you're not with me. And so there was something that was really helpful. And like, I don't know if this is very like Libra of me. I know some people are like, oh, that's so Libra of you. But like I would listen to really sad songs and like let myself cry and just like feel the emotions. And that's something, again, for me, like I am all about let me feel these things because they need to pass through. I'm not trying to like suppress or repress. Like I got to get these out. I was really, really adamant about that. And I just think it's because I suppressed how truly upset and angry that I felt for such a long time that my body's just craving like just get it out, girl. Just get it out. There's no point in holding it in anymore. You don't need to. You don't need to be the strong one anymore. Like just do it. And so I think, you know, sad music can help facilitate that. Um, but the last big one that I wanted to mention is that I allowed myself to sit in silence. I reduced stimulation, right? I have not been very consistent with social media and I don't care. I'm not upset about it. I'm not sad about it. I'm not apologetic about it. It's been very helpful for me. I'm currently on a break right now. So when this episode comes out, that's actually going to be when I announce it and I'm coming back to Instagram on that. Um, but you know, I would shut off when I needed to shut off because again, I was on outside of the house for a long time because I needed to be. And it's like, I needed that time to just shut down and just be alone and be quiet and not have to think or talk or put in any more energy than I had. And so sitting in silence and reducing stimulation has been very, very helpful. So turning my phone off at night, not watching TV, like I don't remember the last time I've turned on TV. And it's not like I don't have the time for it. I certainly could choose that, but I'm doing other things. Um, there's just a lot of other things that I've been doing that kind of just help, like help me calm down, feel really quiet. Like I've been doing my castor oil packs. I've been reading, journaling, like as much as, as much as I feel uncomfortable in silence at times, it's also very soothing because when you feel so much inner noise and inner turmoil, like that that silence can be kind of alarming of like, well, what what's missing? Like, where is the panic? Where is the anxiety? But I'm starting to realize that like silence does not equal like pr a problem. And that's something that I think I, I really want to learn and really hone in on that. So I'm practicing that a lot for myself. Um, so that's a, a quite a, a lot of me talking. Um, like I said, I just was like, I'm going to kind of wing this. I mean, I had a list in front of me, but in terms of like details, I wasn't quite sure where this would go. Um, I'm probably forgetting stuff. I, you know, I'm sure I'll think of things after of like, oh, I should have said that. But, um, you know, I did the best I could given a situation that I never thought I would be in. And it's a topic that I never thought I would be talking about. And again, my purpose is I hope that this is just something that can support you and be beneficial for you or maybe someone that you know like share this with someone who may be going through something similar or who has or who just needs like some ideas of ways to take care of herself or himself or whatever um, there's no right way I just think it's important for us to remember that just because you're hurting doesn't mean that you need to hurt other people right that was a big goal for mine is this is no one else's load to carry which is why I was pretty upfront with my friends that like I don't need you to fix it maybe just be a sounding board or let me vent or cry or whatever like it's no one else's job to come in and fix you and that's why I wasn't ready to talk about it until I felt like I was in a position where I feel strong enough to 
where I don't feel like I'm as emotional about it. I feel like I have a much better grapple on things. And so, you know, I'm not by any means saying that like this is something that someone needs to like fix or um, correct or anything. And I hope that you feel the same way because we're all responsible for our own selves. I do want to thank you for the space that you have given me to share this. I've shared a couple vulnerable episodes in the past and they always go really well. And I really, really appreciate that because it is scary to just kind of, I mean, I'm currently in my closet. So I'm just kind of like, well, whoever hears this, hears this. And like, we'll see what they say. Um, But it feels very vulnerable to be sharing something like this. And again, also trying to be respectful of the other party involved, right? Like, this is not something that in the moment I'm like, oh, I'm definitely going to talk about this in the podcast. Like, I didn't plan to do this. And I just wanted to, because again, I hope there's some benefit of there's some things that you can do to take care of yourself, even when you feel like your life is falling apart, because it's probably not falling apart. The likelihood of it falling apart is very slim. Like there's there's something that can be learned from this that can help you turn it around. And you might need support for that. Absolutely. But I do believe that we're all capable of that. And I hope that you feel that way about yourself, too. So I look forward to being back consistent on the podcast. I don't know what consistently means right now. Um, but, you know, I've got a few episodes coming out with some really awesome people. So I'm looking forward to that. And I just really appreciate you for being here and listening. And I'm sending you all the love, big hugs, and I hope that you take care of yourself. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I so appreciate your interest in holistic health and hope you learned something you can apply to your own life. References from this episode are linked in the show notes, as well as links to find me, Evie, on social media platforms. If you'd like to learn more about services from Holistically Restored, click on the link in the show notes. I'd love to hear from you. If you enjoyed this content, I encourage you to subscribe and also leave a review on Apple Podcast. Until next time, be well, my friends.